0: Toys on film. Hi. I did it a little different because Yeah,
1: was like... I was trying to think of a Duran Duran. Toys lyric on from... film. Yeah, from
0: eventually we have to increase the, the production value and get a like parody cover of that done for this. We'll, yeah. We'll workshop that in twenty twenty four. Um yeah, so we are back with uh with another edition, our our second edition. I'm not gonna. St- I'm not gonna commit to numbering these because that's just not gonna work over time. Um, we're back with another no. edition of uh, of toys on film. Um, and this is a, this is a, a like a, a special one because I uh, just uh, just last night you're gonna be hearing this like about a week last week. <laughs> um, Dave and I were invited uh, back to the Japan Society for a uh a a special press screening of Godzilla minus 1. Um so you know that this is like I said going to be a special edition of of toys on film because you're going to be hearing this and the movie is technically not officially out in the United States yet as of uh as of of hearing this or or wait or is it no, December 1st. Comes out officially December 1st. It'll be coming
1: out this coming weekend. Yeah. So this um, yeah. Yeah, as as usual as as we do, um believe the first day is the thirty
0: twenty twenty eighth, yeah. Thirty
1: days has September, April, June, and November. Yes, yeah, the thirtieth?
0: Yeah. Yep. Thursday. I think special screening. Some theaters are starting to screen it. Like some of the IMAX screens are starting as early as the twenty eighth, but um which would be tomorrow, Tuesday, the twenty eighth. But um, yeah. So do we wanna before we we jump in any further, do we wanna give like a quick like 60 second spoiler free, like just some things to expect in this film, some kind of reaction. Because I know, you know, as a parent, uh, this is not a film that I would want to take my eight year old to. (laughs) And I think. No,
1: it's. uh, I could see Godzilla being quite terrifying in this.
0: Yeah. Um, So I, I think, kind of, just the long and short of before we get into the spoiler territory, is this is a serious film. It's not funny. Um it's not campy. Uh it's not um I- if anything you could you could almost
1: put this into the category of historical fiction. Um Yeah, I would say it's almost like a not a remake, not a reimagining, but like a
0: I, I would actually go as far as to say that this is a reimagining of the original one. I mean... Yeah, I
1: guess it would be more of a reimagining of, of the original 1954 movie.
0: Yeah, but it, this um, is a... In the
1: sense of, you know, this is what we can do with it now.
0: Yeah, this is a serious post-World War II, you know, uh, drama that features a, a, an antagonist that is a giant radioactive lizard monster dinosaur, Um, Godzilla is scary. Godzilla is not by, by any stretch of the imagine. Imagination is not a,
1: he is not our friend. No, he is not your friend.
0: You are not rooting for Godzilla. Um, I mean, maybe you are, but (laughs) that's, that's a whole, whole other can of worms for your, you to unpack. But, um, no, he, he, Godzilla is a monster. The motivation is just destruction, Um, it is a a wild animal in that, in that regard. Um, it is, it is brutal. Um, it is heavy. There are a lot of very heavy themes like, like PTSD and, and, uh, yeah,
1: it really delves more into the, so I, I would say the things that existed, but weren't really like topics uh, in yeah. 1954, um, yeah, there is still the whole, like, geopolitical thing, which we... We'll get
0: into, yeah. We'll
1: get into, we won't, like, dive heavily into I would imagine, but we'll get into it, um, you know, but there is also, as with more modern war films, or films involving war, um the human aspect of it and the, um, certainly the physical and emotional toll of it on not only the participants, but the, you know, civilian aspect of it. And, um, you know, I think, yes, some of the most fun Godzilla movies have been 90 minutes of Kaiju, um, hijinks, but, The I I think the best Godzilla movies have been the ones that have discussed the human aspect of it or have gotten, you know, really it's yes, this thing is going on, but here's the kind of literally ground level stakes that this has. And that's why I enjoy the original. That's why I enjoyed the first legendary one as as more than the rest. That's why I enjoyed this one as much as I did.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I think that that about sums sums it up in terms of like the non-spoilery stuff. So that's your primer going into it. If you do not want to be spoiled, th- this is the moment now where you're going to want to paw- hit pause on this podcast and come back to us after you've seen the film. Because from now on... Spoilers. We're going to talk about stuff that happens in the movie. So um, as we did in the last episode of uh, Toys on Film, let's start with just uh, some kind of facts about the, the movie. Dave, why don't, you, uh, why don't you run down some, some, uh, some top line facts here?
1: Um, so Godzilla Minus One. Um, it is, of course, a 2023 release. Um, came out November 3rd in Japan. Um, it is coming out December 1st here in the United States
0: of note um, November 3rd was was the 69th anniversary of uh of the 1954 Godzilla and uh, and Godzilla Day and they're celebrating the the 70th anniversary uh, mm-hmm. of Godzilla with this film but that date is significant that November 3rd date
1: um because it was the original film release yep um so far um the movie is 125 minutes long and it is a it is a swift hundred and twenty five minutes. Um, the movie has so far, and I don't think it includes this most recent weekend, but I don't think it has. Um, has made nineteen million dollars, um, two point eight five billion yen on a budget of fifteen million U.S. dollars. Um, so it is already. Well on its way to being a very profitable film. It was written and directed by Takashi Yamazaki, um, which he said that he was um, wrote the script over the course of three years. And this is from Wikipedia, um, taking influence from the original 1954 Godzilla film and um, the 2001 Godzilla, Mothra and King Ghidorah film.
0: Uh, Um, Taking a look at the cast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've got, a we've got a pretty tight cast. There are a lot of, uh, you know, I don't supporting cast members, but we have kind of this core of, of seven, uh, seven actors. Um, we have Ryunosuke, uh, Kamiki in our, in our lead role as Koichi. You have, uh, Minami Hamabe as Noriko, uh, Yuki Yamada as Shiro, uh, Munataka Aoki as, uh, Mr. Tachibana, Hidetaka Yoshioka as Kenji, um, Sakura Ando as Sumiko, and Kurano Suki Sasaki as uh, as Yoji. So, um, yeah, really... And Kenji is, uh,
1: you'll know him in the film as Doc.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And just kind of uh, of note, um, so... Uh, Ryunosuke uh, Kamiki, the uh, the the star of the film, um, he has done a lot of work uh, in some very very familiar pieces, especially in the the world of Studio uh, Ghibli. Um, he he's in Your Name, he's in The Secret of Ariety, he's in Spirited Away, he's in Summer Wars. Um, he's also done uh, just a a ton a ton of work um, Japanese fans will 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 definitely be uh, be familiar with um including uh Doraemon as well. Um and then the the uh, main uh, female actress so um Minami Himabe, uh, she has done work for uh, shin Kamen Rider uh, as as well as uh, Shin-chan and um and some other uh, like I said just, you know, heavy hitter in that tokusatsu and anime world. So uh it's it's a it's a one could say that it is a star-studded cast in that in that regard. Um but yeah, uh, awesome cast. Uh yeah, they they put they put quite a team together for this. Should we should we get into the uh the plot here a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. So as we mentioned at the top, this is a reimagining of sorts of that 1954 Godzilla. So we are back in um, you know, in the in the forties at the start of the film. Uh, where we're uh, in
1: 1945
0: 1945 yeah um we're actually we're actually led into the film with the uh title card that says uh you know the final days of world war ii um as we meet our our star uh, koichi we very quickly learned that he is a kamikaze pilot that has decided to abandon his uh his his mission um and for those who are not history buffs or have never heard the term kamikaze before, those were suicide missions, uh, where you know the, the the plane was the weapon. Um, so he has abandoned his 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 duty, and he is uh, he heads to Odo Island um, under the pretense that there is something wrong with his his plane. Um, where he meets, it was a re- it was a repair station. Yeah, repair station on Odo Island, where he meets Tachibana. Who is the the head of uh, of He's the head mechanic there, um, and we right out of the gate have our first meeting with Godzilla um, on the island. Uh, the The mechanics who are stationed on the island are familiar with the the locals uh, who have told them the tale of Godzilla, and we also see visually, um, along with Godzilla, one of the things that you're going to see. Um, over and over in the film, um, one of the ways that they know Godzilla is coming because all of these like bloated, air-filled deep sea fish all kind of rise to the surface just from something that large coming out of the ocean. It brings up all these deep sea fish with it, um, and they're they're all floating in the the, the wake of the the ocean. Um, and yeah. God's-
1: and that that kind of idea of pressure and yeah, yep. You know, effectively giving things the bends, yep, um, factors in later on.
0: Yes, it does. Uh, and uh, we immediately see that this is this is not the, the the Godzilla of recent years. this is a this is a a monster. Um, it's picking it's ripping people in half. <laughs> it's tossing people with its mouth. it's crushing them with its feet. It's blowing things up. Um,
1: and I thought one of the cool like special effects right out of the gate was you could see the almost like the saliva or like bile coming from Godzilla's mouth.
0: Yeah. And if you've, if you've watched the trailer too, at this point you have this kind of visual indicator where it's like, huh, in the trailer, Godzilla looked a lot bigger. Um, and that is going to be the case. So Godzilla is going to get larger as this, this film goes on. um, so, but they they still at the the very you know beginning here. Um, the theme throughout this, like like we mentioned, there are themes of PTSD and and you know post war depression. Um, Koichi has is given kind of the, the role to hop back in his plane and and fire upon Godzilla with the 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 machine gun on the plane, and he freezes. He can't do it. Um, and Godzilla ends up killing all of the mechanics on the island with the exception of Koichi and, um, and the, the head mechanic, uh, uh Tachibana. Tachibana. So we then are hit with a bunch of flash forwards as Koichi arrives back, back home in, um, in Tokyo and Tokyo is destroyed from the, the world war II you know, bombings, the air raids, uh, he has lost his parents, uh, you can see that his, the, the, part of Tokyo that he lives in is absolutely decimated.
1: Um, um, a surviving neighbor knows what his role was yep. and immediately like shames him for being alive.
0: Yep. As you know, she has lost her entire family to the same air raids. Um, and then we continue with kind of this just depiction, this, the humanity of what's happening post-World War II in, in Tokyo as, As you see people just kind of cobbling their homes together from rubble, going to, you know, uh, bread lines and soup lines in order to be, you know, to to find food, where we then meet, um, we meet Noriko and the child that she's carrying, Akiko. Um, She just kind of moves in (laughs) with Koichi. Um, Mm -hmm. There are, when I I said that this movie was not funny, uh, there are... Humorous elements to it, just kind of those those little yeah. There are
1: moments of levity.
0: Yeah, uh, those those character interactions, and and um, Noriko is, runs the full gamut, where she she helps provide some of the more you know uh, funny moments and some of the absolute most gut wrenching, heart wrenching moments in the film. Um, but she moves in. You learn that uh, that Akiko is not her child. Uh, she. She, you know, her her mother, the, the child's mother begged her to take uh, Akiku or Kiko um, when, you know, again, when these yeah, air raids were happening and uh, and Noriko lost her entire family as well. So it's basically just three orphans at this point, you know, finding a life together. Um, and,
1: you know, th- this is where you get into another theme. Really, I'll say two other themes um, of the movie, which is the how precious life is and um, the kind of importance of promise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he could have very easily kicked out, you know, this, this woman and this child, that's not even hers. And he actually says to her, you know, what are you, you know, stupid for, for taking, you know, a kid in like, you can barely take Mm -hmm. care of yourself. How are you taking care of a kid? And we then see, uh, you know, another montage where some, a few years jump forward. And
1: before this, a very, and it's almost like it, this is the, if I can have one minor thing. It, I, I this almost comes across as too brief. Um, but because I it kind of like I had to put two and two together for it, but it's it's a little too brief. Like it could have used a slight bit more explanation. Um, so U.S. nuclear testing um causes a mutation. Of Godzilla, we don't know to what degree, but Godzilla is present during the nuclear tests.
0: Oh yeah, the re- that you're right. There is that tiny little clip. And, yeah,
1: um, Godzilla is also in response to the nuclear tests. Um, destroys U.S. ships.
0: Yeah, we we get a we do get a cut in with a newsreel. That's it's a actually brief montage. That's actually read in in English too. It's like that that you know late forties, early fifties, like fast. Well, it's read
1: it's read more as like it's more of like a, a military brief.
0: Yeah, but it's shown in that kind of
1: it's quick cutting yeah. of documents and yep, fo- still photos and stuff like that. Um, almost a little too quick. And you also learn that with the To the point where you almost lost this. I, like, I actually different.
0: I actually did. Um I, you also learn that there's, you know, while the US and Japan are are, you know, kind of forming their relationship reforming their relationship, there's also tensions building between the United States and and you know the the Soviets at that point. So, you know, they start to kind of set the the political stage too of what's going on in that in that little clip.
1: To the point where, because of that, any maneuvers in the area would cause more tension, so the U.S. cannot help.
0: Yeah, and then we, we cut to uh, Koichi um, letting Noriko know that he has found a job, and it is back with the government, um, and at this point, too, uh, just, just Noriko does not know um, Koichi's past. You know, he doesn't. She does. She just knows that he came back from the war. She doesn't know, you know, the the kamikaze thing. You know, he's having nightmares. She doesn't. He's not letting her into any of this. They are living. They're raising this this little girl together, but like, they are not together in a sense. Like, they are they are not together. Um, they're basically roommates. Uh, so he gets a job with uh some other uh former military personnel. Um, mine sweeping. So it's a dangerous job, but it pays well. They're going out into the ocean in um, wooden boats, uh, picking up magnetic, picking up and, and discharging magnetic mines um, is, is, is the work. But he ends up meeting, uh, who, who we'll refer to as Doc, Captain, and Kid, um, on, this, on, on the boat. That's their nicknames for each other. Uh, he is hired because he, he was a former pilot, um he has a great shot with a, a mounted machine gun so you know he is, as they pull the mines up he's he's on the mounted gun and he's blowing them up um we then get another montage where now Akiko is getting a little bit older he's making money he gets a motorcycle he builds a better house you know we're we're seeing kind of all of this develop pretty quickly here and then they uh they then get sent out on a mission where they are they're near a very destroyed US military um
1: the the original one the one that they initially spoke of
0: yeah uh, and you know uh, Koichi now knows what's what's up he knows that this that this could only be Godzilla they, and everyone's
1: like what are you talking
0: about yeah they don't believe him they and if they do they're like you know don't worry this other you know, this other um, warship is coming in. We're just stalling for time. You know, somebody's got to. You know, just the, the
1: best warship in the the uh, in the fleet. In the fleet. And basically, the the political
0: aspect of this too is post World War II. You know, the the Axis powers were basically ordered by the, the United Nations to decommission the majority of their 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 uh, weapons. So and
1: so, everything they have is given is still usable. With the permission of the u n
0: yes, so they've gotten special permission in order to to utilize um you know some of these these uh, vessels that were supposed to be decommissioned
1: because of course, as always the you know the government knows what Godzilla is, but they refuse to tell the people
0: yep. And they actually make jokes several times, you know, the characters that, like, you know, Japan... the
1: government would do this. Yeah,
0: Japan excels at, (laughs) you know, lying to its people and, you know, hiding the truth and everything. Because, again, you know, going back to those post-war themes. But here, we now, we're reintroduced to Godzilla.
1: They're there to stall for the ship, and there's two boats doing the minesweeping operation. Godzilla shows up and just destroys the first boat, sight unseen, and everyone's like... <clears throat> Pardon me. Everyone on the ship is like, uh oh, yeah, you're this is like re- very real. <laughs> so they come up with the idea of they've been saving mines. Um, the government was like, use the mines on the creature. Um. Now, while they're literally sprinting, because at first they're like, yeah, we'll stay and fight. No, we'll not. No, we'll, no we're not. Like, yeah. we're going. As this is happening, this is where I drew some allusions to like Jaws. It being like the we're going to need a bigger boat type thing. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, four guys on a boat just talking about life and. in over their heads. (laughs) in over their heads with a giant, a giant creature, which I, I loved. I loved that this there you could draw influence from a lot of. Historical film and like, you know, it's not. Done in a, you know, ripoff or anything like that. Way it's it's done in a very kind of referential way. Yeah, which I think is great. I love when that happens.
0: Yeah, they're Um, great beats to use. I mean, we were on the edges of our seat during this whole part.
1: So this led to two of my favorite moments while watching the movie, because when you're everybody seeing the movie for the first time, for the most part, I would imagine in that room. You know, the 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 full theater response is is the best. The first mind does nothing. It bounces off Godzilla's skin. And blows up and nothing happens. He comes back. Um, there's a lot of those did it work moments, and then he just shows through and is like angrier. <laughs> so then Doc goes, well, let's try to get one in its mouth. And so get one in its mouth. Koichi shoots it. And it blows off half of Godzilla's face. It's and gruel- they're like, we did it. It's gruesome. it's gruesome. And all of a sudden, you just start to see him Wolverine back up like he regenerates. And the crowd goes, oh, yeah. which was one of the best crowd moments until about five minutes after this, when the aircraft carrier comes for Godzilla and they just start unloading on it.
0: And it's seemingly working. I mean, like it's it's
1: seemingly working. It's
0: taking them out. Like it's taking chunks of them off.
1: And Godzilla just floats below the surface. You just start to see like a blue glow come from underneath the water, and the ship just explodes. Yeah. And it just was like a from the crowd,
0: like and and then and then and then you just see. the the other the other moment that's cool about this too is right you see that you see that the blue explosion he, it fires straight up in the air through the through the ship into the <laughs> sky and then you see Godzilla in the wreckage and you could see Godzilla is a little worse for wear like he's a little mm-hmm. messed up he's he's still kind of glowing blue he almost looks like craggly and he goes yeah. back underwater and swims away and leaves the wreckage meanwhile you know our our ship and our our hero our heroes of the story are their ship is completely like trash they can't they can't sail away. So, you know, it fades to black and we find out that they get airlifted. Yeah,
1: they were also injured from the explosions. Yeah, cuz it happened pretty close to them. Um, so now um somebody the kid broke his arm and uh, uh, Shikishima Koichi yeah. um had a, has like a head injury. Um, a head injury. A head in, yeah, he he had he was bleeding from the head. Yeah. Um, so skipping a little
0: bit forward, we're going to skip over a couple things here, but um, they get airlifted out. He goes back home, finds out that um, that uh, Minami, or uh, I'm sorry, Noriko, uh, has gotten a job of her own uh, in Ginza. Um, she's kind of tired of waiting around for him to, you know, kind of make a move. You know, she wants to start to kind of get back on her own feet. Um, their neighbor uh, is is watching Akiko while they're they're uh, they're both at work. Uh,
1: Simico, um, I believe is her name. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, you know, and he's just kind of not willing to, uh, you know, kind of make any sort of move or commitment yet either, because you'll find out that to him, his, his war has not ended yet. You know, he, he didn't have, he didn't do right by the the mechanics that he left on, on the Island. He didn't do right by his country. He has a lot of survivor's guilt, a lot of PTSD, And, uh, you know, his his war is now with with Godzilla.
1: And now a word from our sponsors.
0: This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys, a traditional mom and pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey. Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement, searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at their brand new home at 101 Newark Pompton Turnpike Suite 1 in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at chubzywubzy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. And tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you.
1: Did you know that CGC Video Games now offers cleaning services for your favorite collectibles? Make your collectibles look good as new and give them that extra life in our crystal clear holders. With professional cleaning for sealed, complete in-box, and cartridge-only games, maximize the potential of your collection. Submit today at cgcgrading.com, that's cgcgrading.com. Face it, shaker bottles suck. Your shakes always come out clumpy and they're a pain to clean. You're right,
0: Dave. That's why I decided to ditch my shaker bottle for good and get myself a BlendJet 2 portable blender. It makes perfectly blended shakes in just 20 seconds.
1: BlendJet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease.
0: BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. It lasts for over 15 blends and recharges quickly via USB-C.
1: Best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go.
0: With an array of colors, patterns, or even Disney-inspired designs to choose from, show off your personality while you're blending up something delicious on the go.
1: What are you waiting for? Go to BlendJet.com and grab yours today.
0: And be sure to use the promo code AICPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 Portable Blender go to blendjet.com and use the code AICPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today to get the best deal ever. And now,
1: back to the show.
0: All right, so so next up, uh, you know, we, we find out that Godzilla has made his first landfall uh, in mainland Japan. And wouldn't you know it, it just so happens to be in the city that uh, <laughs> that that poor Nariko is working poor in Rico is working in it's
1: it's Ginza yeah. um, and not poor Rico. Why? Why poor Noriko? Uh Because she's, she's on her own in 1940s Japan getting a job like because I'm saying or uh, in 1940s world. Poor
0: Rico. You know. We know what's about to happen to her. Poor oh. Um She's about to get dangled from a trolley car. Uh, so yeah, so Godzilla makes his its its first mainland Japan uh uh appearance here, and Dave alluded to this before, but we get to see the uh, that other moment one of, one of those theater moments, which I think they showed in the trailer. Yeah, they, they showed in the full trailer, but we get to see the the full effect of of
1: this version of Godzilla's atomic breath. Um, Is uh t- his, um, we'll say like tailbone just expands, turns blue and he unleashes nuclear havoc from his from his mouth.
0: Yeah, I mean this is the first time that like it, it's been called atomic breath, you know, since the very beginning.
1: And it shoot looked like fallout. Yeah, like, th- this what is what you what you've been told fallout looks like cuz none of us yeah. who are listening to this know what fallout looks like.
0: And um and uh, in 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 a last moment as Godzilla is about to unleash this or or as he's unleashing this um, Noriko shoves Koichi into a, after she's been through an ordeal, she's been, her trolley car gets picked up. She gets dropped into the, the, you know, our, our, uh, an inlet. She swims to safety. She runs for her life. She runs into Koichi. Um, who came
1: looking for her, came
0: looking for her after hearing that, 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 uh, that, uh, it was, they were under attack and she shoves him into an alleyway and bye bye Nariko. She gets caught up in the, the kind of nuclear, um, atomic wind from the uh the uh shockwaves of the the explosion and she is gone and once again um, Koichi is left with uh with just survivors g- grief guilt as he watches and we see the, the the scope of the damage that Godzilla has done and you know we we pan up to Godzilla just kind of looking over you know, the, the destruction and just walking away and it starts to rain ash and, you know, the, the atmosphere is all, you know, out of whack because the, the mushroom cloud and, you know, again, like in, when this movie came out in 1954, it was very real that like Japan was still recovering from world war II, And this really like is for me, him on his knees screaming at like the nuclear you know, rain that's coming out of the sky and the, the full destruction really kind of puts you, makes you feel so And
1: being effectively solitary in this area, he's literally just lost like all that's left.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, he, 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 clearly, you know, makes it his point moving forward that like he's going to do, he is going to move heaven and earth and, uh, do whatever he can to stop Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and, and Godzilla's destruction is very, you know, um, you know, you look at when he first came home, like the, the, the gravity of it is similar to the, you know, atomic bombs dropped by, you know, the U S military, like it's, it's all on par, like.
0: Yeah, and it has This is
1: equally as devastating.
0: And it's just they really convey that feeling of devastation in this in a in a way that you can only honestly that you can only understand by watching the movie. Um, um unless you know, it I it's just it, I was I was completely blown away by this part because again, just this, this is the first time I really feel like a Godzilla movie has nailed that scope of just absolute mm-hmm. devastation. Um so we we they have um they have the funeral um they have we see kind of like the the repass of uh, of Noriko as as people are leaving the the their house um and this is where we find out that Doc uh is an ex uh navy engineer scientist and along with some other ex uh naval um leaders and a kind of a, a bastion of of uh, civilians
1: former, for, and former
0: and yeah. And, for, and former, former yeah. service people. Um, They are putting together a civilian effort uh, to stop Godzilla. And again, yeah, because it can't be, it's not allowed to be official. Yep. It's not allowed to be official and they, they can, it's at,
1: not allowed to be
0: infi- official,
1: but it's being encouraged.
0: Yes. And as we mentioned before, the United States is unable to help because any movement in that part of the world, Uh, with with military vessels um, runs the risk of of uh,
1: causing war with with the Soviet Union.
0: Union. Yeah. So they we then have the awesome um, briefing uh, scene where we see. Yeah, this this, is really cool. Doc has his moment. So we had the 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 oxygen bomb in uh, in the original Godzilla. And here uh, we have a, a, a I guess you could say a Freon belt. Um, yeah, it was a, it was
1: like effectively a freon belt.
0: They've developed a freon belt, and they they show a little you know scale model of how you know in salt water when you surround something with with freon uh, tanks and it's... and let them bubble, it will sink whatever is rapidly. attached to it rapidly. And they find a part of of the uh, the ocean a uh, bay that is very very deep, and the goal is to take mil- these these two vessels and almost a la a T A T and Empire Strikes Back rap wrap yep. Godzilla in, in cable that has these, these Freon bombs, uh Freon tanks, uh strapped to them and detonate s- them. Detonate and, them and sink him to the bottom of the ocean and hope that the severe pressure will uh crush him. Will crush him, yeah. Um crush him to death. But there is a plan B if that does not work, because they know he comes from from the bottom of the ocean. And this is what Dave alluded to earlier when he said the Bens. they hired a Japanese balloon company uh, that makes uh, uh, parachutes and 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 crash pads to basically make a giant c o two filled crash pad that they can detonate and expand. And then rapidly rise him to the surface. So if the if the the, the the rapid sinking does not kill him, the hope is that the rapid rising will give will give Godzilla the bends, and you know basically they understand that basically
1: he can, explode him internally. Yeah,
0: they they know that he can heal. So the idea is to cause as much damage to him as humanly possible, as quickly as possible, in hopes that he can't recover from it. Um. Or at the very least, weaken him so that way they can fire upon him. This, they, this is their this is their only plan. This is the only thing that that mm-hmm. they think will work. So along with the plan, so that they got to get they got to get the get him into the bay somehow. We've talked about the belt. We've talked about the 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 uh, the freon belt and the the platform. Um, so they have an uh, a an auto, uh, a water acoustic speaker that they're going to play. Uh, Godzilla noises to lead him into the bay. Koichi says, "Get me a plane. I can. I can help." So um, they find him a prototype plane uh, that never actually saw any wartime, but is it was kind of hidden away in a in a, um, a hangar somewhere. But it is not ready ready for flight. So Koichi then goes on a little bit of a journey to find the uh, the head mechanic, the his his, his co survivor. Uh, from Odo Island, um, which he is able to find. Uh, and uh, he agrees after some convincing, convincing. <laughs> uh, that he will fix the plane and get it uh, ready for flight. Now, what Doc does not know is that Koichi has co- also convinced Tachibana to turn the plane into a kamikaze plane. So, uh, it's a huge bomb. Yeah, massive bomb. Uh, he's taken out fuel cells and replaced them with bombs. Again, Doc does not know this. He thinks that he's just going to lead Godzilla out into the into the ocean and um you know, basically Koichi knows that with this plane if he can fly it into Godzilla's mouth, there's enough explosives in there to 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 basically decapitate mm-hmm. um Godzilla.
1: So, the night before they get um they they're going over the plan and they tell the youngest member of the crew, don't come. You've ne- uh, the fact that you weren't unable to serve initially um, is a good thing. You know, you don't need this burden on you. And they tell him to stay home. He's upset about it. Um, kind of long story short there. Yeah. So we get to the next day where we're out on the mission. However, Godzilla kind of as, as Godzilla tends to do he does not go according to plan <laughs> and makes landfall heading towards, heading towards land. And he's, he's on land. So, um, Koichi has to take off. He has to fly and he draws Godzilla away from away from Tokyo. Yeah. I mean, he was from Tokyo. He's heading right towards Tokyo, um, away from land and back into the bay. And then the, um, the boats start to do go full on like at, at, and they successfully wrap Godzilla with the Freon belt.
0: Yep. And they um, they activate it. They sink him. We, we see him. And meanwhile, he's he's got his his atomic breath charged. He's he's ready to rip on this mm-hmm. on this. And they sink him before he can he can just escape. on time. Yeah, just in time.
1: And it deactivates the injury. Deactivates him, but does not kill him. Yeah. So they say, all right, bring him up. So they inflict. They start to bring him up, and he makes it about halfway before he eats through the cable and. They try to use the ships to pull Godzilla to the surface of the water, but they are unable to because he is so massive. So um, the kid got all of the tugboats together, all of the um, civilian fishermen you know, tugboats to come help. And they are able to bring Godzilla to the surface. He is not dead, but he is.
0: He's real messed
1: up. Very beat up and very angry. Yeah
0: and we can see uh, you know uh, alluded to earlier when he uses the atomic breath he kind of gets this like cr- you can almost see the the blue atomic like light mm-hmm. poking through his skin at points now it's like he looks like a piece of shattered glass like he like he's ready to he, he's ready to crumble but he's charging up ready to um ready to unleash that atomic breath and they're they're all they they realize that they they messed up they didn't they weren't able to do this it's over then, you see, start to see everybody look to the sky as we see Koichi making a beeline with his bomber right towards Godzilla's open mouth as he's charged up with this energy. And right as he is about to crash into Godzilla's mouth, he pulls the ejector seat. And the, pl- uh, the plane...
1: That was installed purposely by...
0: Tachibana. Uh,
1: Tachibana to tell him this... You've, you've, you've made it up to everyone. Yeah. Like this is you, you're ready to do this. Yeah,
0: You can, you can do that. You can live, you can do this and live. And he, he ejects from the plane. The plane lodges itself in Godzilla's mouth. And while he is still charged with that atomic breath, it, the plane explodes and Godzilla's head explodes along with it. And he crumbles into the sea. The pieces of Godzilla crumble apart. The atomic energy goes out. Game over. Godzilla has been defeated. Um, everybody comes back to land, celebratory, and wouldn't you know it, waiting for him on shore with his uh, his daughter is uh, is his his neighbor Sumiko, and she's got a uh, she's got a telegram in hand. And that telegram, uh, he re- uh, Koichi reads it, and we cut to Koichi and Akiko running into a hospital, and Noriko has survived. Uh, her, her ordeal, and she has, has been healing in a hospital bed, um, unable to reach anybody until kind of this moment. Um, and the the film ends with her asking Koichi, uh, is, has your war ended? And weeping in her lap, he says, yes, roll credits. That's Godzilla minus one.
1: Well, before we roll credits, <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean... We see a big hunk of Godzilla starting to regenerate.
0: As as the uh, the classic, uh, dun, like Jason Voorhees in the, in,
1: in the bottom of Crystal Lake. Yeah.
0: So, um, more more to come from from Toho Godzilla. The use, and
1: the use of the original theme was great too.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the score for this is phenomenal. Ac- yeah. across the board, the new piece is phenomenal. Yeah, you can
1: you can listen to it on all your preferred. Music services,
0: but but both of those original themes, um, I think they're actually called Theme One and Theme Two. Uh, are I believe they're the Sweet or the Sweet, yeah, Sweet One and Sweet Two, are are amazing. Um, yeah, uh, great great use of the original music in there too. So, but yeah, so that that takes us through Godzilla minus um, one. So my my initial reaction, I've you know I've, I've had some time to sleep on it after seeing it. I, I would go as far as to say that this is the best Godzilla film best, uh, like I said, just, you know, in terms of how it handles all of these very complex themes, um, the, 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 the animation on, on Godzilla, Godzilla has never been more terrifying than in Mm -hmm. this film. Great. Yeah. Looked fantastic. Like when you told me that it was a $15 million budget, I I thought you had forgotten a zero, um, it's it's incredible what they managed to do on on this budget, both in like the open ocean stuff, the stuff that's happening in you know it, on land. Uh, Godzilla itself, it just like it it, it they it, it plays really well. They they did a, a fantastic job with that, and the acting was just unbelievable. Like the, the the interactions, the small interactions between the characters, ranging from you know the kind of like war room um you know briefing scenes to stuff that really was more akin to you know jaws you know just like three or four guys on a boat you know talking about you know their past and you know dealing with this thing with their way in over their head you know that it, it, it's just nothing nothing was like super over the top um it just it was it was really really well well done in in my book what's 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 your uh your your take dave
1: yeah it it was so 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 good like i it was just yeah it, it's absolutely i think the best godzilla film um whether you're going combining all of them or you know just the J- japanese ones but it is the best godzilla movie since the first i feel yeah um and yeah i, I and so far like if you look at reviews of it it is Probably the best reviewed, um, and I know Shin Godzilla was well reviewed too, so it's it's up there with with them, um, if not better. Um, and it is it is just it's a fantastic movie. I I, I would like to go see it again in in uh, IMAX.
0: Yeah, so you know we saw it on a I don't want to say a. Sp- it was still a movie movie theater screen but the screening room at the Japan Society is is a, a a more intimate experience it's a more intimate theater um great sound in there smaller
1: screen than an IMAX of course um
0: but yeah the the this is something that like the the largeness of it i think will play really well on on an IMAX screen um i would be uh, again i'd be curious
1: to to see it again there um, but yeah. yeah i know like saying you owe it to yourself to go see this in a theater is like be has become hyperbole because of like you know the fact that studios now want you to go see movies in a theater. Yeah, but this is this is a this is a definitely if if you can make it if it's safe for you to go if you are able to go, um, well worth your time and effort to go see this on on a screen and with a crowd.
0: So before we get into the the toys, um. I think I think we've made it kind of obvious at this point, but like, uh, Dave, do you recommend that uh, that people should go see this movie? Yes. I I also I I second that. So this is getting this is getting the the AIC two thumbs up uh, from both of us. Uh, Go see this now. Toys, 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 toys. Uh, This this movie is not uh, you know we we've got one monster. The the most toyetic thing about this movie is is Godzilla. Um, Godzilla is, is, I I don't see them making action figures or anything of, of the people. Um, and, uh, and Bandai has already shown off the SH Monster Arts Godzilla minus one figure. Uh, we, we, we saw it in person at, uh, at New York Comic Con. Uh, we also saw it in person at Toy Fair and, you know, it's, it's been on display at, at Tamashi Nations, uh, at the event in, that just happened in Japan, but, um, Along with the SH monster arts, there is going to be a slightly larger format uh statue that's made by by Banda and Tamashii Nations. And then, of course, the um the more kind of like vinyl uh classic minimal articulation uh Godzilla minus one as as well. Now, in you know, in true fashion to you know, action figure and collectibles, I would love to see, especially like <clears throat> You know, like a battle-damaged Godzilla from this movie. Yeah, or the blue. Yeah, or one that, that has kind of the blue glow to it. I mean, those variations would work very well. They'd make very, very good toys. Um, but yeah, Godzilla minus one. Uh, the, the SH Monster Arts from Bandai already. And up.
1: it looks as enormous as yeah. you would expect.
0: Yeah, um, already up for pre-order, so... Mm-hmm
1: says due February.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's coming soon. I mean, and and some of those <clears throat> the more simple like vinyl ones are already available. I know um, you know, they're they're in in people's hands in Japan already. So, um yeah. And and don't forget too that Playmates Toys does have a license with Toho. They are making Toho related um figures, you know, again at like that lower price point. Um, and some of those are really good. Yeah, the detail on them are are fantastic. I like them a
1: lot. Um I think like and you know, this is unrelated to the current movie, but I think one of the coolest moments that I've seen was like a little kid just pick those up with two of them up and ask his mom if he can get both like she was like, "Okay, you can get both. And he was like super jazzed about the Godzilla figures. And those
0: are great because they're just like chunky, you know, again, minimal articulation, but that means less things to break.
1: But they're also like. Very God. you know what I mean, like they're not like weird action figure Godzilla, like they're Godzilla, yeah,
0: yeah, it should they 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 look they look great um so you know there there are options out there to to get your your Godzilla minus one fix um it's it's been a great year for honestly for for Godzilla fans, um whether it's what our friend of the pod Kyle is doing over at Super Seven the steady stream of uh sh monster arts figures like we mentioned playmates and then just the the content so the the monarch series on on uh apple tv plus that that just launched we've got the you know obviously godzilla minus one um it's just been it's been a a great year for uh for the king of monsters so um i think
1: uh i think godzilla versus kong 2 is due out
0: this year too yeah we got that coming soon or next year 2024 so soon
1: Soon. So we'll continue. It's almost um, 2020. We'll
0: We'll con- like. we'll continue the, uh, the, the Kaiju journey then. Um, yeah. So, I mean, no other closing thoughts from me on the movie. Uh, you know, I think, I think it was great. I think you should go see it. Comes out December 1st. Um, Dave, any, anything to, to kind of send everybody home with?
1: Oh, shout outs to, um, the Japan society. Yes. For, for having us as part of it. And, uh, and if you're into
0: Japanese cinema, you should definitely and you're you're you know on in the tri-state area, East Coast in the New York <clears throat> City
1: area.
0: Um, check out their programming because they have a lot of really cool uh, screenings coming up. So, uh, yeah, I guess I guess with that. Uh, that's that's all she wrote. Un- yeah. Until next time, Dave, send us home. Um, bye, everyone. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes.
1: Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. where prohibited in some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation